0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall and this is the 444 Wednesday, September 29th. Today on the show, Belmont announces that it is moving conferences. We've got your golden nuggets and a big match for Nashville SC on Wednesday evening. But we begin with some defensive statistics that Titans fans need to know about the progress this team has made on that side of the ball. Kingston Group, the Kingston Group, the Kingston Group, the Kingston Group, the Kingston Group. This is the only name you need to know if you are looking to do work on your house. They are award-winning, they are locally owned, and you can trust them. The Kingston Group, buildkg.com. So yesterday I asked Teron Davenport of ESPN if he thought the Titans' improved defensive performances of the first three weeks are sustainable. He gave a great answer about using more speed and dime packages, and you should go listen to it if you missed it. He's great, obviously. But today I wanted to highlight exactly how much better the Titans have been in a few categories, especially since if you just look at points per game, the 28 points per game they're allowing still ranks them 25th in the NFL and doesn't look good on paper. But what about some specific areas in which this franchise was focused on improving during the offseason, in particular, third down defense and the pass rush? Well, last year, the Titans had 19 sacks in 16 games. That is 1.2 sacks per game, which was 30th in the NFL. Not great. Well, through three weeks, the Titans have seven sacks, almost halfway to last year's total, and are averaging 2.3 sacks per game, almost twice as good on a per-game basis, which currently ranks them 14th in the NFL. That's a huge improvement if they can sustain it. All, of course, without much production from Bud Dupree or Jayon Brown, while having to deal with two extremely mobile quarterbacks in Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. But here is why it's sustainable, in my opinion. It's not just the sacks. It's about affecting the quarterback on every drop back, which, of course, they did extremely well against Carson Wentz. Last year, this team ranked 27th in the NFL in quarterback hurries, 21st in the NFL in quarterback knockdowns, and 28th in pressures which is a combination of hurries, knockdowns, and sacks. So pressures is actually the best number to study in terms of how many times are you actually impacting the quarterback. The Titans were even worse when it comes to pressure percentage last year. They pressured the quarterback just 17.6% of the time, atrocious in every sense of the word. This year, the Titans are 7th in the NFL in quarterback hurries, 12th in the NFL in knockdowns, and right now sit at 6th in the entire league in pressures. That's right, the most important category, they are sixth. They've gone from one of the worst teams in the NFL at pressuring the quarterback to, right now, one of the best. Will they finish in the top ten in those categories? Maybe not. But the point is, they don't need to. Like we've said on this show over and over and over again all summer long, the defense just needs to be middle of the pack, average, so that the offense can make a deep playoff run. And right now, this pass rush is more than just middle of the pack. It is creating havoc at a top ten level. What about third down defense? Well, the improvement isn't as stark as the pass rush, but it is still very much there, especially considering just how historically awful this area of the team was last season. Not only was the 51.9% dead last in the NFL, but it was the worst conversion rate by any defense on any team across the league since the Titans became a thing in 1999. Well, after two really solid showings on third down against Seattle and Indianapolis, The Titans currently sit at 37.8% on third downs, good for 13th in the NFL. This third down defense was bad against the Cardinals, and the Colts converted on a couple of fourth downs, so maybe this number is not sustainable as much as the pass rush is. But again, even just, I don't know, 20th in the NFL or whatever would be a huge improvement. So regardless, the two biggest areas of concern for this organization, the two biggest areas of focus this offseason, were improving the pass rush and improving the third down defense. And so far, after just three games, the Tennessee Titans have made enormous strides in both areas. And with the winless Jets and Jaguars up next, the defense needs to continue to pad those improvements, because if they do, this team is likely going to be sitting at 5-1 and one in two weeks. Nashville SC is currently six points safely into second place in the Eastern Conference and is one of the best teams in the MLS this season. Not sure if you guys have noticed. And the boys in gold are back home, finally, at Nissan Stadium on Wednesday night after wrapping up their four-game road trip. More on that in a second. They will host fifth-place Orlando City at 7.30 p.m. in a midweek match that will kick off a critical two-game week of action for Music City soccer fans. Nashville SC will travel to face third-place New York City FC on Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Time in what could be an Eastern Conference semifinal preview. Also, love those brunch kickoffs as well. And even though SC has a commanding grasp of second place, the gap between their position second and being out of the playoffs altogether is still just eight points, which means that every team outside of first-place New England is just a week or two of bad soccer away from missing the postseason altogether. And it's what makes matches like Orlando City on Wednesday night and New York FC on Sunday so critical. Because this team just did their job on the road trip to maintain their top-tier status in the Eastern Conference, even with a dull outcome against Chicago to end it which brings us to our golden nuggets of the week. West Bowling Tim Sullivan of the Club and Country podcast do an amazing job of covering this team unlike anyone else. And each week on this show, we try to bring you a little morsel, a taste, a snort, a nugget of sorts to make you a smarter, better soccer fan. And this week, they took a look at just how fans should be viewing that long road trip that SC just finished. 7 points earned in 4 matches. If you're doing the math, that comes out to 1.75 points per match, which is actually slightly better than Nashville's points per match rate overall this season, barely, 1.73. But they're keeping pace with what they've done all year on that road trip. Now, Tim, last week you said that Nashville needed to win both the Miami and Chicago matches to consider the road trip an unqualified success. But I think those numbers suggest seven points in four matches, good points per game or eight keeping your solid hold on second place this trip was far from a failure yeah yeah it is a qualified success is what i'll say okay it was definitely successful enough that it improves nashville SC's season but a team where nashville sc wants to finish should probably still win both of those games against sides outside of the playoff field obviously we've talked already about kind of the context that led to what resulted in only getting four points instead of all six Um, but there are going to be what could have been vibes when you when you look back at this game and especially as as a follow-up to a game that was so dominant Um, and when you get to the end of the season if there's any if there's a single point dropped that that could have made a difference in a position in the table or something like that that's the one that you're going to look at probably to stay fully plugged into what's going on with Nashville SC as we creep towards the MLS Cup playoffs just over a month and a half away, make sure you are tuned in to the Club and Country Pod. Out every Tuesday with Tim Sullivan and Wes Bowling. Rate, review, and subscribe. Belmont announced on Tuesday that it is joining the conference realignment merry-go-round for the second time in less than a decade. Belmont President Greg Jones and Athletic Director Scott Corley officially announced that the Bruins will be joining the Missouri Valley Conference in the fall of 2022. That's next year. The Bruins are the fourth team to announce their departure from the Ohio Valley Conference, with Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, and Austin Peay announcing they would all be leaving for the Atlantic Sun Conference. Ironically, Belmont came to the OVC from the A Sun in 2012. And have used a very successful tenure in the OVC, seven regular season championships, to catapult themselves to yet another tier in college hoops and into the Missouri Valley Conference. Affectionately known as the Valley, the conference has long been one of the best mid-major leagues in college hoops. And despite losing a few members to the Big East and a few other conferences over the last decade, it still has a lot of really high-level basketball programs. The upgraded schedule, revenue sharing, and prestige that comes along with the move should ideally create a slightly easier path for Belmont to the NCAA tournament, hopefully with a better chance at an at-large bid instead of depending entirely on winning the conference tournament for that all-important automatic bid. If you're counting at home and largely on the back of the work of Rick Bird and now Casey Alexander – In a span of less than three decades, Belmont has gone from NAIA to Division I, to the Atlantic Sun, to the OVC, and now to the Valley. It has been quite a meteoric rise for the tiny private school, and it does not appear to be slowing down anytime soon. Make sure you check out our conversation with Athletic Director Scott Corley on LameStream Sports this Friday, coming out everywhere podcasts are found. Did I mention earlier in the show that the 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group and that this is the only name you need to know When considering doing some big work or some big renovations or a custom build on your home, it's because it's the only name you need to know. BuildKG.com is the website. They are locally owned, award-winning, and you can trust their process for a reason because they've been successful in this market taking care of their clients. BuildKG.com is the website. The Kingston Group is the name. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Please... Watch a little soccer tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Obviously, a huge match with Orlando City. Thank you guys all for listening. Please share the show. Just tell people about it in your life. That's all we ask. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Brayden Gall. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, September 29th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler.